Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. Good morning, Caroline. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Caroline. How are you? I'm very well today, thank you very much, and uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Brilliant. We're speaking to the lovely Caroline Cordray. Uh, she's uh, owner of Signature CVs Limited, and what this lady doesn't know about CVs is not worth knowing. Um, Caroline, uh, welcome on board to the hot desk. Um, in terms of CVs, how long have you been? Um, how long have you been able to say that you are a CV guru? Um, well, I I actually worked for thirty four years for Unilever in research and development. Uh, but I retired in 2011 and set up this company. So I've been doing it for nine years. But my claim to fame, I guess, is that around 90% of my clients get the next job interview. And probably around 80% get the next one or two jobs they go for. And I'll do CVs, whether you're a 16-year-old who wants a job on altering a market. Uh, you might work out that I live South Manchester. Yep. Um, or if you're earning over seven figures in your salary, everything is personalised in my CV. I don't use a template, but I really try and work hard to get you that next job. Oh, brilliant. So that, hang on a minute, did you just say 90% of the people who use your services get their next job? No, I said they get the next job interview. Oh, next job, sorry, your next job interview. Yeah, and around 80% normally get the next one or two jobs they go for. Wow. As long as they're going for sensible jobs, sometimes people don't. Okay, do you, uh, just picking up on that then, when, when people say, uh, I need this new CV because I'm going for this job, and then you read the CV and you go, hang on a minute, why are you going for a job like this? Would you, would you intervene? Well, I mean, normally I get people who just come to me and say, my, my CV needs updating. Um, but where I have had clients where I've updated their CVs and they said, I'm going to go for this job. And I've said, well, to be honest, does your CV and what you claim in your CV, which should all be honest and have examples against them, does it really match the job description as described? Because if your CV doesn't match like 80%, you really shouldn't be applying for that job because sure. you can be sure there's other guys out there and their CV matches 90% or even more. Right, got you. Okay, so um, can I put a little scenario to you? Okay, I've, I've not updated my CV for, let's say I've been in the same job for at least five years, all right? Right. And I'm, I'm going to jump ship. I'm going to go to somebody in the same sector. Okay. What, what's the first things that I should be looking to revamp? Right. Well, first start, at the very top of your CV, you'll have your name, address, telephone number, and your email address. And under that, you must have a profile. Now, that profile is about you. If you're a good communicator, you include that. If you can work under pressure, which I'm sure you can working in the business you are at the moment, you write that down. What you don't do, and this is uh, something I do find with people, you don't write a statement about the job you want. That profile has to be you, and it must really engage the reader, because if you don't engage with the reader, they will not want to read any more. I would then suggest 
that you have a career history about the recent positions you've had. But I don't want to see, and employers don't want to see, a list of bullet points of, I did, I did, I did. Right. They want a couple of sentences about your key responsibilities. And then maybe two or three bullet points about some tasks that you carried out and what you achieved and what you delivered. It's the outcome that's important. You might have done a job and you might have done it very badly. Your CV's got to show that what you do, you do very well. Got so, you. um uh, Caroline, uh, uh, when I was at school, uh, it's in the dim and distant past, but we won't talk about that, but... Um, when I went to school, we were taught the importance of grammar and spelling and how to construct a sentence. Um, I'm not sure if the emphasis lies there anymore. So, but no. so, how important is it to to ensure that it um, it doesn't sound like verbal diarrhea? It, it sounds professional. Right. This is from somebody doing it themselves, and, yeah. and and of course, in regard to spelling, which is a, a very basic quality, isn't it? Right. What I would say is, uh, in, my, in the CVs I write with people, I very rarely use the word the, and I very rarely use the word I. Um, I, I suggest that people write their CV in the third person. But it's very important that you have the correct grammar. I don't think you need, you don't write it in prose, you can have a mixture of sentences and you can have a mixture of short, sharp bullet points. What you're trying to do is to get over to the reader what you can achieve. Make sure it's tidily presented, make sure the margins are justified, don't get your apostrophes in the wrong place, get it onto two pages. And I would also suggest Give it to somebody else to read. The problem when you write your CV is that you're too close to it. Yep. Um, you're not honest enough, and you don't have what I call, and what I believe I deliver, is the helicopter effect about looking at the bigger picture. So give it to somebody else. Not maybe somebody close to you in your family, but somebody a bit more distant and say, what do you think of this, Joe? Does it describe me would you say that what i'm claiming is fair and and who else better than to come to somebody like you uh, because that's what you do you're a professional um, a couple of things um i want to just say about the cv itself um would you advocate including a photo of yourself i would definitely not because um you might be very photogenic however as soon as you see somebody for the first time, what happens, either consciously or subconsciously, you make a decision about that person. Maybe you like them, maybe you dislike them. The same thing happens with a picture on a CV. You don't want what you look like to be impacting whether you're going to get that job. You want the CV to be selling yourself. Now, talking about pictures... I would say that you not only need your CV on the normal or electronic two pieces of paper, but you also need to have what I call your digital CV, which is your LinkedIn profile. And your LinkedIn profile should very much match your CV, 
But with LinkedIn, clearly, you can get a bit more information. Now, with LinkedIn, you certainly need to have a photograph. So if someone's read your CV and are impressed and they then go and look at your LinkedIn, yes, they'll see your photograph, but the impression will have been made by your CV, not what you look like. Got you. Got you. So they're looking at somebody they don't know visually. If the interest is there, then it transfers to LinkedIn and they'll suss you out that way. Exactly. Because most, most in potential employers will be looking at what you've done on social media okay. to make sure it's good. So, uh, Caroline, how important would you say LinkedIn is now if... Um, do, not um, not just looking at people moving up the corporate ladder, but if if you were in other employment, say vocational training, or uh, I think it's very important because um, on your on your CV, if you've done any voluntary work, you should include that. On LinkedIn, you have the section to put the voluntary work, so that's very important. I have been told that uh, quite a lot of companies are searching LinkedIn rather than going the recruitment agency route. And several of my clients have got jobs through their uh, CV being what I call translated into LinkedIn text. In fact, back in 2014, a young man who'd done a degree at Oxford, uh, he wanted to get into the motor trade top end because he'd got a, a first-class degree in math. He put his um, CV onto LinkedIn, and within two weeks, he'd been phoned up by Bentley and crew, he'd had an interview, and he'd been offered a job. So it does work for you, and I think in this age, you need to have a LinkedIn presence. Um, Caroline, this LinkedIn uh, profile, is that something that you could advise somebody on? Do, do you, would you review their LinkedIn profile? I would review their LinkedIn profile, but... Usually I say to people, um, if you're looking for a job, you need to get your CV sorted first. That is a very good exercise in really working out what you're good at, what you want to do. And then from that, as I say, I call it translating from CV into LinkedIn text, where I would write it in the first person. I am a very successful accountant, right. for example. Yep. And as I said, with LinkedIn, under about an each experience position, you do have 200 characters. So you can write a bit more. But beware, don't write down things for the sake of it. Only add to your CV text on LinkedIn if it adds value. Got you. Um, one other thing that, well, a couple of other things, just quickly. Um, should you chase uh, a CV? In other words, you've sent your CV off. You've not heard from them. Would you advocate chasing that up, getting back in touch with the company and say, have you received it? What's the latest I, update? I don't see any reason not to do that. I think more importantly, when you're chasing or you have had a rejection letter, it's very important to phone up then to try and get the feedback as to why you didn't get the interview or why you didn't get the job. Um... And I, can I just mention one other thing? And that is, we haven't mentioned covering letters. Do you know, I had that, I, that was my next bit. 
Obviously, it's important, so please do carry on. Carry right, on. well, I have this vision when somebody needs a new job, and I say to them, think of a house in a walled garden with a gate. It's your covering letter that gets you through the gate. It's your CV then that opens the front door. You're then in the foyer with several rooms going off it. Those are the different interview options. It's critical to have your correct, uh, correctly formatted covering letter because many CVs might not be read if the covering letter isn't good enough because sometimes companies will screen on covering letters. Right, got you. So that's... So it's important to covering letter, CV, and then... Be proud, be professional, be prepared for your interview. Fabulous. So, summing up, uh, Caroline, what would you say were the two or three major benefits for using professional help such as yourself to, to form your CV? I would say that um, I and others in my position, I believe I'm very good at it, but in, no, seriously, we can give you an independent, honest resume of what your CV looks like. And I'll be quite honest. It doesn't matter whether you're the 16-year-old or the seven-figure salary person. I have yet to see a CV that I couldn't improve. Oh, great stuff. Very and interesting, very interesting. Independent viewpoint. Fabulous. Now then, if somebody's been listening to you and thinks, right, I need, to, I need this sorting out, how do they get in touch with you, Caroline? Um, I would suggest they go to my website, which is www.signature.com. <laughs> TVs, all one word, .co.uk. Right, got that. So that's www.signaturecvs.co.uk. I would also suggest they look me up on LinkedIn because there you will see testimonials from people for whom I've done LinkedIn uh, and CVs and you will find uh, LinkedIn uh, testimonials there from small companies because I do do that as well. But if people want to look look me up on LinkedIn, look at the website. The website says the services and the prices. Um, LinkedIn says a lot more about me. Can I just add one thing? Yeah. Although the prices quoted, which are currently £240 for a CV, yeah. if a student or somebody who's really struggling at the moment... I will consider reducing that price. That's really nice of you. Really, really nice. Okay, now then, we asked you for a couple of tunes, and one of them we've already played, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Um, the other one you gave me initially was Yellow Bird. Now, um, when we spoke off air, you said that these were two tunes that you and your late husband really, really enjoyed. Yep. We've, we've played one, and now, unfortunately, we haven't got one on the system. However... We've got another version. However, <laughs> uh, sparing no expense, and because, because we love the tune, it reminded me of my youth, Caroline. Um, we're going to give you... You're hugely privileged, because we're going to give you a slight rendition of Yellow Bird. All right? I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Are you ready? <laughs> right, oh, here we go. Yellow bird up high in banana tree. Yellow bird, you sit all alone like me. 
Now, we're not too sure of the words after that. I can th- hear the <laughs> applause from here, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much. I tell you what, I'm going to find that on YouTube. I really, really am. That's, that's just wonderful. So, thank you so much for that. And um, uh, really, really sound advice all the way through your chat. And thank you ever so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Yeah. Well, I would say thank you for inviting me on, and if I can help anybody, that's what gives me job satisfaction. Marvellous stuff. Uh, I would mirror Dave's sentiments, Caroline. A real pleasure talking to you. Brilliant. And we're gonna get, we're gonna sing again, but don't worry, you don't have to listen because we've got, <laughs> <laughs> we've got sweet Caroline lined up, and uh, a testament to you. Thank you so much, Caroline. Oh, Thanks, guys. We, d- we did have Sweet Caroline. Oh, we did up. have. Oh, we're going to have to sing that one as well. It, it's all about you now by <laughs> Max Flash. That's good one as well. It's all about you because that's what you just said on the, on the uh, is. advice, isn't it? So that's brilliant. Absolutely. Catch you another time, Caroline. Thanks very much. Take what? care, everybody. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.